Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ez Hashem, Feedback and Insights, Shashir number 35. Um, we will talk a bit today about control issues in a marriage. You very often have in a marriage that there is a dominant spouse, um, which is, like in general it's okay, like we said many times, it's, it's normal. In many marriages we have one of the spouses that's more strong-minded, more taking the bull by the horns, wearing the pants in the house, like people sometimes say, and, you know, doing most of the, you know, basically dictating most of what goes on in the house, while the other one is somewhat more passive. Usually it's the husband that's the dominant and the wife is more passive, but it could go the other way around. And um, there should be a healthy balance between the two. But we're talking here about a case or cases unfortunately, where the dominant spouse, the one that is more strong-minded, the one that has more, you know, opinionated and exactly how they want things to run, that they roll over his or her spouse and bully them to a certain extent, and they have a strong hold on what goes on the home, and very often treats their spouse as a child. Now, we're not talking to the extreme where there's mamish, Abuse, that's a different parsha. But we're talking about where, wouldn't call it really abuse, but a certain mistreatment there is. A certain mistreatment there is where you are so um, controlling and dominant in the way you want the house run and the way you want things to be that you really don't regard the opinion of your spouse or of your, your children, which even though they're not, Children are not the ones that are supposed to make decisions, obviously, but you need to listen to them as well. And usually, um, you know, the spouse that is the peacemaker, um, that is, um, takes it all and um, just complies with what the dominant spouse wants to do in the home, um, there's an issue here. On one hand, they say to themselves, I don't want to be a doormat and just uh, fold over every single time, you know, you want something. But on the other hand, if I, when I push back, it always backfires on me, and matters usually get worse. So the shaila is, what do you do? And um, the, the important thing to know here is, is that it makes no difference whether, let's say it's the husband that's the dominant um, one in the home with these things, and they go a little overboard. It makes no difference whether you're a rav, or a clown figure, or that you're very respected in the community. And uh, nevertheless, you need to know that the domineering excess that you have over your wife or over your children is very unhealthy. That's a little bit of what the Chazal talk about, Eme Yisera, and the levels of Eme Yisera. And you have to be careful about this. Um, when there's emotional abuse, mamash, that can ruin marriages, but even when it doesn't come to that point, um, it could cause also a lot of damage. It's important that even if you're strong-minded and you have strong convictions, and you should have strong ashkafas, you know, you want a home to be led in in, a, in the way that's Alpi Taira and, and Erlich, but you have to do it with a menschlichkeit and with a calmness and with a kindness. You're not supposed to be a boss. And uh, even though the Chazal gives certain authority for the husband, for example, the halacha is 
that, that you know, if, if the wife wants to give a lot of tzedakah, a larger sum than normal, she has to consult her husband about it. Um, and, and the husband's supposed to set certain things in the home. That is true. But if he has an authoritative personality, it's most likely that he's going to go overboard with this. And um, it's very, very important um, to be careful not to do so. Now, at first in a marriage, very often what happens is early on, um, the wife, you know, when you're dating or in the beginning of a marriage, the wives may find that the fact that their husband is strong and controlling aspects of, of them, they find it appealing. Someone's taking, at, you know, at first it seems very appealing. Someone's taking care of me and vice versa too. It could go the other way around. The wife has a very strong personality and the husband is the one who's softer and everything, and there's an appeal to it. You're strong, you're taking responsibility, you're going to be the carer, the giver, and um, it, 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 in the beginning, it feels very, very uh, 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 appealing, you know, when you're the man that takes responsibility and, and takes the bull by the horns and takes care of things, and... Um, and that's very, very appealing in the beginning when you're dating and in the beginning of marriage. But the problem is, is that if that continues long term and continues in excess, going beyond when the bossy one, the domineering one is never listening to you, then after a while it becomes very belittling and demeaning and hurtful to the other spouse. And uh, this is the critical aspect of this that you need to always remember. Because the domineering one thinks that he or she is the main and most important one in the marriage, most important one in family life, most important one in the way they're going to lead their children. And in reality, it needs to be a team effort. And um, it needs to be a team effort. And even with you here, and I heard a lot from Rev. Vigda Miller, you know, about the husband being the captain of a ship, you know, and taking responsibility, and he has certain achrayis that he has to do. There's no question about it. But again, like everything else, you need to put in this, what we call the fifth shulchan arach, the common sense, and know how to use it properly. It does not mean that you do it in a domineering and a bossy way and an aggressive way that creates tension in the home and you don't listen at all to your spouse. That's very, very demeaning and harmful. And you need to know that even if you're a natural leader, you were born Baruch Hashem, you have natural leadership qualities, that you could run a business, you could run a camp, you could be a director, a learning director, you could be a, a, a director of a business, and you're very successful, and it is good qualities of being that leader, and you could be assertive, yes. But most times, and you could be confident, that's also healthy, and that's great. But you need to do it without the bullying and without the criticalness. And um, very often, studies have shown that when someone, whether the husband or the wife, again, stereotypically the husband, but it could be the wife, when there is this domineering, excessively domineering personality in a marriage, it's sometimes a correction for the past. In other words, if you grew up in a home where you had parents that one of them was an extremely dominant spouse, 
and where you they always demanded things and uh, they had a fit if things didn't go their way and you were always walking on eggshells and whether it's the boy or girl and they say to themselves i'm not going to let this happen to me when i grow up and get out of this house so what happens that child itself when they grow up also becomes domineering and um you know make sure i'm not going to get bossed around anymore and they do the same thing. And that's what we call an overcorrection. An overcorrection. Where, again, we talked about this before. There's something called interdependence. And, and there has to be a balance. Because marriage is about coming together. Marriage is about working things through together. And often, often the problem is, is that the dominating spouse is not interested in coming together. And they have this attitude, it's my way or the highway, which is a very toxic situation because that what it does is, is when you do that, you're dismissing what your spouse has to say. You're basically saying, even though you're not saying the words, but by your behavior, you're saying you don't matter. What you say doesn't matter. And what happens is, is it shuts down conversation. It shuts down communication where the other spouse says, why should I talk? <laughs> He'll do what he wants anyway. There's no point in even having a conversation. And it's mummish poison to a marriage. When you have that domineering personality, you may not realize it yourself. But it gets to a point where you uh, put yourself so strongly uh, with your personality and your effect where your, your spouse says, you know, I'm not even going to bother. It's just not worth the energy to express even my, my, my thoughts, it's very toxic because then communication um, um, diminishes and gets weakened and it's very harmful in a home, not just to the spouse, but to all the children as well. And um, it's taxing for your kids and draining for your kids when they watch and they see when one of their parents tries to dominate the other one of their parent. They see this, no matter how much you want to hide it, they see it. It could come in the guise of being Ehrlich, it could come in the guise of being, um, you know, um, you know, outwardly seeming to be caring, like you're doing this because you really want the best. But if they see, they see through these things. And if it's clear to them that you're really basically trying to dominate the other spouse, the mother to the father, the father to the mother, it's very painful for these children to see this. And it creates a lot of tension and pain in the home. The good news is that it's fixable, like everything else, it's reversible, but it takes work and sometimes you need counseling. And you have to understand and question yourself, why is it that I always have to be the one in control? Why? Now, sometimes it's uh, voluntarily, like, you know, the, the wife says, you know, I want you to handle the bills or that take a thing. You'll take responsibility. And it's perfectly okay with the other spouse. So then there's a communication about it and they allow or they say, you know, something, you take care of this. Okay, fine. But at least there's a dialogue. There's a conversation about it. What's your opinion about it? Do you still feel that way? There constantly has to be a dialogue and a consideration to the spouse that's not aggressive and to hear her or his opinion about matters. And the domineering one of the couple needs to have developed more self-awareness 
and they need to apologize really when they do something wrong or overextend their boundary. And when they need to, they need to seek help. And the key is also, is they must learn not to be scared, not to be so scared at relinquishing unhealthy control. Uh, Very often you like things in a certain way and you're afraid to let go of it. And sometimes you have to let go. And if you need help, get the guidance and help to let go. There's some things that, for example, if 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 if, if um, you're rough or basically you ask counseling and they say this is something, this type of thing that you're trying to place on your home is not healthy and you have to let it go, then you have to learn how to let it go no matter how hard it is. Um, and... What happens also when we talk about a domineering person apologizing, they have to apologize for real, not a phony apology. Sometimes they make these phony apologies, and one of those would be something saying like this, I'm sorry you feel that way. That's a very, very classy, classic line that's not an apology at all. You know, when, let's say, you are expressing your opinion and finally the one that's not dominant sticks up for themselves and says, well, I disagree, I think what you're doing is harmful, whatever it is, I want to express my opinion. And then the domineering one says, I'm sorry you feel that way. So they're saying the word, I'm sorry. Apology, not an apology at all. What you're doing when saying, I'm sorry you feel that way, is you're sort of saying that your feelings are wrong. I'm sorry you feel this and and you're wrong about it. So I'm sorry you feel that way is not an apology. An apology means that I see that I perhaps have gone beyond what I should have gone, and I understand that. And being a head of a household, whether it's usually the husband, but even if it is marriages where it's the wife because she has a stronger personality, and she runs the home more with an iron hand, and she's the head of the household, But being the head of a household, whether male or female, whether husband or wife, it doesn't mean that you need to be a control freak. Nor does it mean, you know, that that you you know it's my way or the highway. And the, the it's important, especially when people are domineering. It's not always because of a strong hashkafa. It's a matter of sometimes preference. I prefer this. I prefer that. So. If you're domineering because it's a real hashkaf in a home that you really feel deeply passionate about, then I understand it's somewhat more of an Isayan. Requires still help, and you have to know how to handle it and do it with a menschlicher way, but I understand it because it, it, it's, it's rooted in a real conviction, an ehrlicher real conviction sometimes. But what happens when it's about pre- preference? Where the husband says, I want, I insist that this should be painted a certain way or that the kitchen should, we're putting a new cabinet, should look this and this way only. And the aside in general, it's healthier that if you really love your wife, it's important to submit to her in regards to preference. In regards to preference. Sometimes with a principle, you may have to stick up and, and put your foot down with something. But when it comes to preference, you have thousands and thousands of opportunities where it's something that you just prefer it one way and your wife prefers it the other way, but it's not going to make or break anything. These chasadim of submitting to your wife's preference about something gives you thousands and thousands of opportunities to allow her to feel good 
whether it's and this is it could be in all these more trivial seemingly things the color of the kitchen walls the car the color of the car the make of a car the wallpaper um, and so on and so forth you serve your wife's preferences as much as possible and it could bring her a lot of joy and ultimately it'll bring you joy as well you'll get to enjoy it if something really irks you you could have a communication but it's important to know this it, because these things are not worth arguing about. If you prefer a particular thing and she prefers it a little differently and it really makes, in the scheme of things, no big difference, to give in and allow your wife to have those preferences is a tremendous chesed. And then when it comes to something really important that you feel a certain way, she'll be more inclined to listen to you. And again, even when you do that, you can't do it with a, um iron fist. And um, the same thing the other way around. Uh, when a wife criticizes all the time and nags all the time, then the wife needs to know in this particular case, she's the one who's being the bully. You know, stereotypically, it's the man. But if the wife does this all the time, she's the bully. And she needs to learn she has to submit to her husband a lot more than she's doing now. And um, there has to be that respect. And there has to be that growth. And, um, and this type of domineering issues, if it's not resolved, it could affect their love life. It could affect their sex, sexual relationship. Because love is not sex. It's about feeling love. And if you feel the love, then the sex will flow from that. But respect always has to come first. So even the smallest things that your husband does correctly, or let's say he is the domineering type and he lets go, you thank him for it. You build him up with it. He too needs to hear those words. I love you and I appreciate you. It goes both ways. It goes both ways, like we said in other prior shiurim, that just like you have a maida'ani, when you thank Hashem in the morning, every single day you wake up in the morning, you say, maida'ani lefanecha, I thank you Hashem. There's supposed to be also daily a maida'ani, I thank my spouse, I thank you my spouse. Especially, basically what we learned in previous shiurim, where there's a spark of the shechina within your spouse, within him, within her, the yud and the ke. So when you're thanking her, you're really thanking the nitzitz, the neshama that's within her, which is a chelik elikami mal mamash. So it's the same thing. And you can't bark orders. And uh, your, your, your spouse is not there to serve you as a slave or as a servant. And, um, you know, and it's very, very important. And domination, domineering could lead ultimately to abuse. So if you're mistreated, you may be manipulated into thinking that it's your fault and you need to know it's not your fault. And you you need to speak to a counselor about it. If you feel your, if your husband, if you're the domineering person and you hop yourself, you need to get counseling and advice how to contain it and how to control it and how not to let it be harmful. And if you're not the domineering spouse, you're the one that's being domineered, you're the one that's being controlled, you also need to get counseling, even if your husband or wife, the domineering one, is not willing to, to learn how to go about to cope with it, to set healthy boundaries, 
And um, you need to learn that too. And there's a fine line between being a peacemaker and being a doormat. And it's hard to say in every situation is different. But obviously, a doormat means that you give in so often and it's toxic too because it's not healthy and you let things perpetuate. To be a peacemaker is fine and that's healthy. But if you let it go overboard, um, it's not healthy and you sometimes have to put your foot down. The one that's not domineering has to say ad can, you know, in a firm, kind way. You cannot do this anymore. The issue is, though, is when you do that, you will get pushback because the domineering one is not used to this. And you will get pushback and sometimes criticism. And you need to keep strong and you daven tashem and get guidance for it. If indeed your spouse is domineering and not letting you um, be heard, you need to learn or get guidance on how to go about to be able to set boundaries that you are not pushed around and it hits a point that there will be an agreement and a discussion and for those of you that know that you're strong-minded we said uh, we said many many times there's nothing wrong with any particular tchunas hanefesh Hashem made it that people are different and if someone is more strong-minded or has leadership qualities and has the ability to influence people. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And you could use that in your home in a very healthy way. True, real manhigim are not control freaks. You will see that the difference between the true manhigim in Kal Yisrael versus the ones that unfortunately are not has to do a lot with their, besides their general Ehrlichkeit, we want some, some that are real and some are, uh, you know, fake it, but also a big nakuda to tell the difference between the two is to realize that one is not controlling and one is extremely controlling. Like Moshe Rabbeinu, you know, by Kairach, he really put his foot down over there. But you see, through the history, he was never, ever controlling. May Hashem help that there should be none of these issues in Klai Yisrael. Hashem should help that there should be... Um, Wonderful Shalom Bayis. And again, the strong-minded one really needs to weigh themselves and ask for Siyad Deshmaya for guidance to temper it with kindness and love and consideration. And the one that is um, less so needs to sometimes be assertive in a kind way and be firm when they need, need to and get to a point where they're going to have a dialogue with one another and communicate with each other so that they could have the best quality home life, cyber gashmias, cyber with warmth, with love, with consideration. And may Hashem bless that all of you should be zaycha to that. Have a wonderful day.